Are you an entrepreneur or looking to become one? Looking to stay motivated, find happiness and true success? You're in the right place. Welcome to Empower Humans. Welcome to episode 30 of the Empower Humans podcast. This podcast is here to fuel you every single episode. That's fuel with an (laughs) F-U-E-L. And 30 episodes, my friends. For me, that is actually a really big milestone because we've come a long way together and I want you to share this podcast with others, friends, family, whoever might be, business associates, because we're going to be doing big things together and the messages I really feel in my heart can benefit everyone. In today's episode, we'll be talking about synergy, a team sport, and that's actually the title of this episode. I believe it's a very, very important principle and topic that we haven't really talked about a lot in the past. We've talked a lot about individual effort and achievement, achieving goals, creating harmony in our lives and the law of attraction. We've had some interviews and this topic is very important. Probably at this time more than ever, we'll be talking a lot about that And before we jump into the topic with synergy, this team sport, as it were, I want to remind ourselves, one and all, something that I tell you, you know, each time in these episodes, that is that you are priceless. There's nobody who can replace you. If you ever feel devalued or degraded in some way in your life, I'm here to tell you right now, that is a delusion. Your priceless worth is inherent, which means you were born with it. And it never goes away. You are worth more than every pain or hurt that has been caused or sent your direction. And remember that the universe, which demands balance, will balance any of those things out for us. In some ways, it may have already begun that process or balanced certain things so far for you. I also want to remind you, as always, as well, that you're never alone. I'm here for you, and I can pretty much assure you that dozens of others are as well even if you kind of feel that way maybe in your heart and mind at the moment i promise you are not alone that is also something we need to remind ourselves of because i've been there i know what it feels like to feel alone at times trust me anything we talk about in these episodes things we've gone through and things i've gone through a lot of versions of that myself so i can relate and i know lots of our other rest of our audience can contact me reach out if you need something whatever it might be just uh, someone ask a question or whatever it might be that might be going on in your world you just need to vent fine reach out and if nothing else listen to these podcasts you'll find out quickly about your value and that you aren't alone like i said do not be scared to reach out and as we get into this topic of synergy a team sport I want to start by talking about something that may be scary to some of us. That's the topic of bees. And when I say bees, I'm referring to the flying insects that like to join us when we're having a picnic, when we're trying to have fun outdoors, trying to go swimming. They've bothered me and my boys when I've been swimming in pools and doing other things outdoors. Have you ever watched somebody being harassed by a bee, by the way, from a distance? And I've been that person, by the way, and it's kind of hilarious. For some, it might even be embarrassing because they look kind of crazy and maniacal out there trying to fight off a bee, flinging their arms and hands through the air to try to get a bee away. But outside of that, I digress. For any of those who've ever worked with bees or maybe had beehives and collected honey, etc., you know that bees are incredible team players, incredibly hard workers, One of a bee's only job really together with other bees is collecting nectar and transforming that into sweet golden honey. Now honey, as you may or may not know, is one of the most advantageous and beneficial foods in nature. Science and nutritionists uh, even tell us that it has all the essential elements for life. Water, minerals, vitamins, enzymes, 
all of which are necessary to sustain life. So did you know that the average hive has between 20 and 60,000 bees in order to produce just one pound of honey? It actually requires these tens of thousands of bees to collectively visit as a team, mind you, millions and millions of flowers and travel the combined equivalent of two times around the planet just to produce that one pound, one pound of honey. And do you know how long bees live? They tend to live shorter lives on average than us humans, by far actually. In fact, they live between just a few weeks to about four months. So the, the old bees, the, you know, the ones who are retiring at age 90 are the ones that live to be four months. So we kind of compare to human life here. Four months, just like we have dog years, we have apparently we have bee years. Each individual honeybee's contribution of honey, by the way, to the team on the hive is just one-twelfth of a teaspoon during that relatively short lifetime. Every single bee's contribution, though, is really vital. The contribution of honey to the life and sustaining of life of the hive itself. Bees all work together. Okay, have you ever seen this? Have you ever heard this kind of symbol? Bees have always kind of been a symbol of teamwork. And they all work together as kind of faithful members of a team. And like any meaningful team, they depend on each other. They have duties to fulfill together. And they do that. Even though they live these short lives and they're relatively small and sometimes they might sting. I've been stung once or twice myself. Got a few stories. Maybe we'll touch on that another time. Uh, again, as in previous episodes, you might be asking yourself, why is he telling us this about bees? I got stung once, you know, You maybe you're thinking the same thing, just like I've gotten stung, and bees aren't nice, whatever it might be. Life would not be sustainable on earth without bees, mind you. And by the way, as always, we're trying to apply these things in our world and in our lives. Okay, so that's why I tell you these stories, or the, in this particular case, kind of more of a symbol than a story. I think it's very interesting that when Stephen Covey wrote The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, he split them up with the first three habits referring to independence, the things we do kind of on an individual level, those habits. And the second three habits refer to interdependence or our interpersonal relationships and function on various sorts of teams from family to business to sports and really anything else that involves others and kind of a necessary joint effort, uh, maybe interaction on some level with others. Now synergize happens to be the sixth habit of the seven habits and the seventh habit by the way is sharpen the saw which is to continually learn and grow and progress so that's the seventh habit but we're talking about synergizing today and what that is is, a, is what we call here a team sport so to speak. Synergize happens to be the sixth habit and the seventh habit by the way is to sharpen the saw, which is to continually learn and grow and progress and better ourselves. You know, just as we challenge you with each of our podcast episodes, synergize is kind of a unique word. It means working together, combining the strong qualities of those involved through teamwork to achieve goals that couldn't be achieved, you know, alone. In some ways, it kind of underscores the old saying about kind of the group or team as a whole being worth greater than the sum of its parts. I've heard that attributed to Aristotle. I don't know for sure if that comes from Aristotle, but the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. Let's dive into what exactly that means. In fact, the dictionary defines synergy as the interaction or cooperation of two or more organizations, substances, or other agents to produce a combined effect greater than the sum of their separate effects. So there you go. In fact, 
like we discussed etymology, kind of the roots of words in our last episode, the roots of the word synergy come from the Greek sun, meaning together, and ergon, meaning work. I don't know if I'm pronouncing those Greek roots correctly. I don't speak Greek a lot. And just like our friends who harass us, these bees, you know, on our picnics and other outdoor activities, there's something to be said for working together, as mentioned, you know, in families and business and, of course, sports and a myriad of other things. Not only that, do you remember when we talked about how they appointed a minister of loneliness in the UK? The effects of people being alone and not having interaction with people, let alone trying to achieve something together. The effects of all of that are kind of the equivalent of smoking, I think it was something like 11 cigarettes a day on people's health by not associating with others. So we legitimately need to work together. We need others in our lives for our own health. And we need to lift each other for our own well-being. Those around us need that as well because we're all humans. It's all kind of an inherent part of this whole thing. So keep that in mind as you go into the world, as you go out to your job and associate with others and go to the grocery store, whatever that might be. In this day and age, you don't want to seclude yourself or isolate yourself. It's interesting to point out that synergy actually requires a certain diversity also. And when you think about it, diversity is essential for creation on all levels. You think of the, the creation of life, you know, the male and female seed or energy deriving from the positive and the negative, the importance of the, the opposites and so forth. The diversity brings greater depth and scope to our horizon. It kind of broadens our horizons and in a large group setting, it's that way because each member of the, the team or whatever it might be brings different perspective and perhaps talents, strengths, maybe even weaknesses to the table. And all involved can find ways to complement each other. And when I say compliment, I don't mean saying nice things. I mean the other use of the homonym compliment with a C-O-M-P-L-E-M-E-N-T. And basically what that use of compliment and that spelling means with the E in the middle instead of an I is actually defined as a thing that completes or brings to perfection. Remember in our last episode we talked about becoming complete or whole in the process of sacrifice and the, the whole thing we addressed uh, becoming obsessed and building a champion mindset within ourselves. That's all part of this topic. It builds on what we talked about last time, complementing each other when it comes to synergy and this whole team sport aspect of it. And if you're not into sports or whatever, don't mind the actual title of this particular episode, but we do need to work together in whatever capacity. If you're into some other thing and you're not into sports, fine, but it's uh, <laughs> we're talking about it kind of from that symbol, so to speak, but it applies in, like we say, business, families, and so on and so forth. And for those who have some sort of romantic relationship, I think we can all agree there's something really powerful to be said about that when it's done right. For, for those who are, are straight, for example, it's clear to see the, the inherent difference between male and female, the physical differences and the other tendencies that, that exist there in those particular relationships. Stephen Covey talked, in fact, about working with a married couple that had some turmoil in their marriage and getting to a place where they talked about they had children and how did they do that? And they said, well, you know how we did that. And he talked about the, the physical differences. They learned to value the differences. So in other words, he's talking about that as a symbol in all areas as well, not just how you created children in that particular setting in the married situation, but 
to value these other differences as well and not use them as weapons of war, so to speak, in a marriage. And that applies to whatever sort of relationship you might be in. And maybe in a much less physically intimate level, the same idea applies to team efforts. In business, do you own a business? Are you starting one? Maybe you're building a team of employees with a sales force and other individuals who administrate payroll and human resources and maybe an executive team if you have a larger organization or corporation. And even if you don't have your own business, chances are you've worked for a company that has some structure similar to what we're describing here with these various departments and key players who are kind of essential to the greater good of the whole of the organization. Just like our human bodies have different parts that all work together for the greater good of the whole and our health and function, so to speak, we can't look at our hand, for example, and say, oh, you're not necessary, or our mouth say to our eyes, oh, you're not necessary. Every single part is essential and an important function of the greater good of the whole. And on the grandest scale of all is humanity as a whole. You think of this 7 billion plus people at the moment. We need each other. We need to learn to value, love, respect each other, lift this world to a beautiful, greater place as a whole. We have to come together as humanity to do that. Now, I want to tell you a little story here, and I think it's real uh, illustrative of the point of this whole thing with synergy and and coming together as a team. Did you ever hear the story of the Ursery family? And I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. U-R-S-R-E-Y, the Ursery family. They were visiting the beach in Panama City, Florida in July of 2017. And Roberta, who's the mother in this family, she has these two boys at the time aged 8 and 11. They went missing while they were there at the beach and they went missing in the water. They were pulled very far away by a very dangerous rip current. She and other family members actually braved the waters to try to rescue them after they found them. They heard them screaming from the water. And who wouldn't do that, by the way? This brave mother and five other family members were all overpowered by that rip current also. Then a man named Derek Simmons quickly banded together a group of the beachgoers that day. He said afterwards, quote, We walked down to see what was going on, and I asked the guy furthest out if everything was okay. He said, no, those people out there are drowning. I can't get to them because the current's too strong, end quote. So then with the help of more than 80 people, Derek and his wife organized a human chain to extend out into the water to help and rescue these people. Basically, they took each other arm in arm and created this chain to go help and get these people back safely to shore. They brought the boys back to shore first, and then their mother and the rest of the family. The entire rescue took over an hour and everyone, as you might imagine, was exhausted by the time this was all over. The mother and the rest of the family were extremely grateful, of course, for the kindness of these strangers. And she said, quote, I'm so grateful these people were God's angels that were in the right place at the right time. I owe my life and my family's life to them. Without them, we wouldn't be here, end quote. This story is powerful on so many levels. First, you think of the selflessness of strangers, as we discussed last week regarding the anniversary of 9-11. Those first responders on that particular horrific day, they actually went in and tried to rescue people. They didn't even know, only to lose their own lives. That same kind of selflessness existed here, and thankfully no one lost their lives on that day on this occasion. The team effort, though, was incredible because no individual one of those 80-plus people could have probably rescued any of the nine individuals. There's nine people saved that day. 
but together the sum of their parts forming a chain proved to be a far more powerful thing to do than that particular rip current that was pulling these people away and probably would have killed every single one of them if it hadn't been for this guy's quick thinking and these 80 plus people who banded together. So how do we apply that here? Band together and strengthen teams and bonds in your life. If something's a little loosey-goosey right now in your family or your organization, whatever you're trying to accomplish, strengthen it. And we're going to talk a little bit about some ways to do that as we wrap up. But some people these days use the word tribe when it comes to building a business, including your priceless customers. And you may have to create a culture of love and teamwork wherever you go with joy or alignment, as we've talked about in Hebrew. That's the meaning of the word joy is alignment. You'll create more of a feeling of completeness or wholeness as you go about doing this, doing good and in team efforts here. And I'm going to tell you six things I mentioned that I think we can apply to promote a culture of synergy and teamwork like tens of thousands of bees, as we talked about here at the beginning, that fly tens of thousands of miles and put in thousands of hours collectively to work to create one pound of honey together. Or this human chain that saved these lives we just talked about. The first thing is to promote a culture of learning together. Develop skills, learn principles, share and apply them. And just like we talk about in this podcast, develop these skills. And the second thing is to meet together often. And in those settings, these skills and uh, principles can all be shared and applied and, and taught in some capacity, aside from other things that might go on as far as meeting together and be for the greater good and strength of the organization, whether that be family or business or whatever that might be. We can share what we've learned and synergize by meeting together. The third thing is create a vision of teamwork in the culture. Maybe have little sayings or other things to foster that environment. Maybe have a compelling purpose or, or mission statement as part of all of that. The fourth thing is to create leaders, not just managers, create leaders. Listen to some books by John Maxwell or several others, but he's kind of the go-to person for leadership of the last generation or so. Maybe two or three generations, really. He's been around a long time. But show these people how to lead properly, give and receive constructive criticism, cultivate leadership, communicate clearly so everyone's on the same page. That is all part of effective leadership. The fifth thing is to know your team. Get to know people's birthdays and the things that are important in their world. You know, maybe their family situation, their hobbies. Make holidays matter if you can. Bring your team together for special occasions like that. You know, learn to understand the different skill sets and strengths and weaknesses that exist on a team. Any good leader or sports coach will be the first to tell you, I promise, that that is essential to effective leadership. Get to know your team. Know who's good at what so you know how to deploy this team properly in whatever it is you're trying to accomplish. And of course, make what it is you're trying to accomplish very crystal clear. The sixth and last thing is to provide feedback. Since people are all different, this feedback needs to be individually tailored to the team members. And these people learn to trust your judgment if you're you know, in the leadership position or if you're a team player as well, you're just as important. But if, you, if there's an honesty and an integrity attached to this, if you're in this leadership role, just be proactive in all these areas and give this feedback, do all these things. And there's some other principles you can learn about as well. Just make this process simple and concise, as simple as you can. I know from experience with various sorts of groups, organizations, teams, 
that having a strong team culture and atmosphere are essential to the greater good and success and joy of all involved. I promise you that. And you've got to have that in your life. You've got to be a part of that process. So make it happen. Learn from these principles, these stories, the bees, that human chain. These are all things that are there to teach us something that we can apply day to day in our lives to bring more joy, to align ourselves properly. And be a willing participant. Do your best to lift others in all these areas. And you'll find that joy make more meaning exist in your life as well in that process. I want to leave you with some challenges aside from learning and applying these principles. Synergize, bring synergy as a team sport into your life a little bit more if you aren't now or strengthen what's already there. The other challenges as usual, study. Keep studying if you have been. Start studying if you haven't. Learn things. Stimulate your mind. Add to your knowledge. Add to your skill set. Study, study, study. If you're not studying, growing, learning, you're dying. That's essentially what it gets down to. And I don't mean to be grim about it, but that's kind of the way it really is. So study, learn, grow. The second of the challenges is create great moments. We've talked about this a lot before. Make people matter. Show love. Make people feel love. Surprise those people that matter most in your life. Don't take people for granted. I've done it. I've been guilty of it. I've suffered the consequences of it. Don't make my mistakes or maybe your past mistakes. All we can do is move forward. There's always hope for you. There's always hope. If you've made mistakes in this department, I'm sure it was inadvertent and unintentional. But clean it up, pick up the pieces, and move forward and make people matter. Make great moments with them. Make great moments. And the last of these challenges, of course, is let's keep doing this podcast together. If you haven't listened to these other episodes, go back and listen to them. We've got 30 episodes now. You've got kind of a whole feast of probably over a dozen hours or so of podcast material you can listen to. I'm a little biased, but I think there's some value there for you, to say the least. So go back and do that. Learn from these things. And if you've listened to them already, listen to them again. But keep learning, growing, and keep joining me. I value and appreciate you. I love you. Thank you for joining me. And I'm flattered that you joined me for these podcasts. Until next time, empower yourself, empower the world around you. Thanks so much for listening to Empower Humans. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and review this podcast. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit empowerhumans.com. We'll catch you next time.